Hey listeners, welcome to our podcast, where we drink really tasty coffee and we bring you the stories of people whose lives have been changed by God. We believe there is wisdom and learning from each person's story. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, relax and enjoy the conversation. This is Brewing Narrative. All right, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are. Um, welcome to another episode of Brewing Narrative. My name is Landon. I'm joined by Matt. What's up, everybody? Ryan. Over here to my left is our amazing producer, James. What's up, James? And our awesome guest today, Mr. Christopher Gorris. How's, How's it going? going? Hey. What's up? <laughs> Honored to be here. Do you ever go by Christopher? Never know. Only when he's in trouble. <laughs> I could have guessed that. That's actually very one. true. <laughs> what about Christopher? <laughs> I, I had been called that when I was a, a gymnast growing up. My coach called me Chris Topher. That's yeah. awesome. Topher. Kinda, kinda oh, funny. is that why your your gamer tag or whatever is like Topher? Yeah, actually it is. <laughs> oh, oh, that's cool. awesome. <laughs> now the connection makes yeah, sense. Yeah. You can't talk gamer tags. I don't. I'm not a gamer. Yeah. yeah. Stay in your lane. Yeah. Stay <laughs> that, that's for real. That's for real. So, how are we feeling today? It's a beautiful Saturday morning. It's getting cold. Yeah. It's, it it's, is. We are way past summer. Um, so we moved into uh, a new house last Saturday, and uh, I'm finally getting the, the freedom of having to live by ourselves now. Uh, we were living with somebody else, and it was like kind of like having a roommate, you know, and with the restrictions of having a roommate, it's kind of like you got you to gotta watch, check your boundaries, which is fine. It wasn't like anything crazy, but now we're, we're free birds, and we can do whatever we want. Well, not whatever. Whatever Shannon wants. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's been cool. It's been a really busy. We moved, like, Thanksgiving weekend, which was, like, I don't even know what was, what was in our thought process with that, but it kind of worked out because I was off anyways. And so it's been crazy, and it's – and the only reason why I mentioned that it's been cold is because I was always – I never had to pay for the heat for, like, the last two years, and now I am. So it's like, yeah. I'm just going to keep this off for a little bit, but it's getting cold. Yeah. Well, you're, you're used to that New York cold, too, so yeah. this, this is no problem. Yeah, this is no problem. No problem. <laughs> it's just – it's a little cold. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little cold. <laughs> just a little. It's cold, guys. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yep. Well, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm doing well. Um, I'm – you know, the holidays are right around – well, it, we are in the holidays. In the middle. We are holidays. in the middle of the holidays, and so – um, I think we can all agree this has been one heck of a year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, wrap it up. I think we think about lots of lot, the the many difficulties we've had, but you know, of course, there have also been lots of victories and celebrations. I'm sure. Um, so I don't know. I was just talking with a friend last night, and I was like, you know, just I don't know, trying to figure out all of the. I, I still feel like I'm in that like Thanksgiving spirit where I'm trying to figure out all of the things that I'm grateful for and you know just all of the good that's come from this year and uh, just trying to really think about that you know around this time you know for Christmas because who's not happy around Christmas? I mean you know I mean yeah. I know some people go through things but I just want to be happy y'all. Is that okay? Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Except I'm sorry. Well, quick <laughs> quick rant here. I, I am not a fan of the new Mariah. I miss the OG Mariah. Oh. But oh, if okay. you guys didn't hear her new song came out the other day, it's 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 interesting. I'm gonna yeah, stick to the other one that is ingrained in my yeah, brain. Yeah, yeah. Let's. I <laughs> and wish everyone else. Yeah. Is if, if, if we're gonna wrap up 2020, it's the new Mariah Carey song. And yeah. It's it's kind of like let's just move on. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> well, without further ado, um, we're drinking some good coffee this morning. Matt, will you will you tell us, and then I, I can give a little bit of you know info if you need me to. Don't worry, I've, I've been doing my research. 
in the last 10 minutes. <laughs> but it's uh, today we have Sunergos coffee. Did I say that right? It's a I Lu- think it's Sunergos. Sunergos. It's a Louisville yeah. thing. I got that right. Hmm. Yeah, Lu- so, wait, say it again. Louisville? Louisville. 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 There you go. So it's, it's in Louisville, Kentucky. All these silent letters. Louisville. So whatever he said. Hey, I'm pointing to the door right now. Just give me a dust. Yep. Um, so yeah, they're based out of Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, you said you picked this up mm-hmm. when you visited last week. Yeah, we were. We, I went home to my wife and I, Caitlin. We went to visit my family, and um, we were on our way back. And we wanted to kind of leave early Sunday morning to kind of have the evening to settle back in in St. Charles. So um, I usually either stop by Quills, which is another roaster that we've had on the episode, mm-hmm. or Sunner Goss. And so we stopped by and grabbed a bag. Yeah, and a brew. Yep. So it's uh, look from what I'm hearing the the history is uh, they've had a long history since 2004. Yeah, 2004. Um, I guess there's a an owner Matthew and Brian. Uh, they I guess they had a, there was a recent business and they kind of reclaimed it, mm-hmm. um, made it new, made it their own thing. Uh, they have it looks like they have four locations yep. in yep. Louisville mm-hmm. and about which is really cool. It's it's a micro roastery with 50 employees, which is. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting because I think what's cool about that is that with a small amount of people developing like a good core of group of people, like you can improve processes and you can mm-hmm. have consistency and you can, you don't have to, not that there's anything wrong with training new people, but you can stay, you can stay focused on the mission at, at mm-hmm. hand and, and grow it as, as you please. Yeah. Um, but this coffee today is from Guatemala. Uh, I think it's Ilama. Ixlama. I I was saying Ixlama, but Ilama. Ilama. I, I think I've heard Ilama before. Okay, that probably I think the silent right. X. Probably, I think the, yeah, the X is silent. Yeah. X is silent. Well, shows um, what I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a variety of Bourbon, and I, I haven't heard of this one before. Katura. Katura. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty it's, popular. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So what do you guys think? Roundtable. Um. Well, just real quick about how I brewed it. Uh, I brought my Bonavita eight cup. Uh. Man, this is every episode. We know what's coming with our buddy Ryan. Um, I brought my Bonavita 8-cup coffee maker. Um, I just kind of wanted to be a little bit lazy today. Um, and it does a great job. I use it at home pretty much every morning for my wife and I, so it, it did a great job. Um, I think I'm really, you know, I'm going to be honest. My, my wife really loves Guatemalan coffees. I do too. I just, I think they're very popular, and I think from the Central South American coffees, I think they can tend to just be, I think you just, you're kind of like, yeah, okay, it's from Guatemala. And that, I kind of hate that I think that, because a lot um, there are many hardworking hands that went into producing this coffee yeah. in Guatemala. Um, you know, the, the, the producer that put this out, and the, the growers and all that. Um, but I'm just... So this was the coffee that Sunner Goss at this location that they had on their batch brew. Um, and Caitlin got that when I got another one, but she loved it. And I really like this coffee. Um, it's uh, I definitely get some of the red fruit. Um, it's very sweet. I think it's balanced. It's not necessarily on the like lively kind of exotic side. It's more so... Um, Kind of sweet, a little bit molassesy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's really good. I'm sure I'll think more of it as we drink it. But that's yeah. that's my take. I think it's a great coffee from Guatemala. Sure. Mm-hmm. I actually actually know what to say on this one. Oh yeah, let's, let's yeah. hear it. Okay. <laughs> I can, it tastes like a cherry for real. Oh like, yeah, yeah. There you go. Real. And it says it on the bag. Uh, so I saw it on the bag earlier. Really. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but you kind of taste it on the on the front of your tongue, yeah. where it's like more sweet. 
and not necessarily citrus citrusy, but it's like tangy, like a cherry would be. Yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting that you say that because I I feel like maybe you're getting this one because a lot of our coffees that we end up picking unconsciously we're picking the same taste notes. Oh, we are. Yeah. Wow. I I, I did I did notice that. I didn't even think about that. And this is a light roast, by the way. Yeah. So this is not a dark. This is not a. This is not a medium. It's not a dark. Like this is a light sure. roast. So, so. I, I'm really happy. I think it's a great coffee. Yeah, Chris, what do you think? <laughs> are you gonna I, say what's so, on your? What's are you gonna say? What's in front of you? So, well, no, <laughs> it's definitely not a Dr Pepper. Um, <laughs> it's definitely not like ten in the morning. <laughs> so disclaimer: I'm actually not a coffee drinker. Really, I actually have no idea why I was invited to do this. Uh, <laughs> but here I am. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take my first sip here, real quick. Oh, yeah. first sip. Yeah, yeah, there I you thought go. you'd already been drinking. First impressions. No, I, I'm gonna save that actually. So let's, let's see what we got here. Awkward silence. It, it tastes like Dr. Pepper. <laughs> it's not bad, actually. Mm, yeah, so go. it's actually, it might be a coffee that I can actually bear. That's, that's kind of a rarity. Yeah. All right. Uh, have you ever tried, like, when, you, when you're working in the office, have you ever tried, like, office coffee? Yeah, I do not like that. Is that I tried is it, it one day. So <laughs> I used to, I tried intermittent fasting for a little while, and uh, when you don't eat for a long enough time, you get a headache, and caffeine helps with that. And mm -hmm. black coffee is one of the things that you can actually take that doesn't, like, have calories or... Mm -hmm you know, do like an insulin spike or any of that stuff. So I tried that day one. I was like, all right, time to get used to this. Like, if I'm yeah. going to do this, I, it lasted one day. I was yeah. like, there's no way. There's no uh, way I can do this. I was going to say, a lot of people that I know that, like, like don't like coffee, but then try, like, oh, they're, they're shocked is because they, they probably were scarred from something. Mm -hmm. And I would say yeah. that. Office coffee is mm -hmm. probably the, yeah. the lead contributor that to makes sense, see that. Actually. Yeah. yeah, like this is this here in front of me is not that bad. Yeah. yeah. You know. Probably because it's not as harsh. It doesn't taste that's, that's what it's, it is. It's so this coffee is yeah. it's fresh. I didn't yeah. necessarily see a roast date on there, but I know that it's fresh because they, they roast everything in eleven eighteen. Okay, eleven eighteen. Okay. okay. So November eighteenth, you said? Yeah. Okay. So it's it's even being, oh, I yeah. was that I was like, two, <laughs> like two weeks? -ish? Yeah, off, maybe two weeks. <laughs> a little, a little over two weeks off yeah. roast, but like it's still very fresh. Yeah. Um, it's lightly roasted, so it's not gonna be. It doesn't taste like ash. Yeah, yeah. You're, you know, yeah. in your mat, it's not harsh. It's not. Yeah. It's not. It's well forgiving. Yeah, it's yeah. forgiving. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's cool, and that so that's probably why you're, and that's and that's kind of what we want to do is maybe <laughs> introduce some people that that maybe the people that listen to the the podcast for the the incredible stories and the journeys right, of right. faith but they also are like oh maybe i should try coffee that's fresh and yeah. you yeah. know not dark it, so. it definitely helps yeah uh, you know one of the things that i don't know if when we were passing this bag around i found something very interesting on here it says think think and yeah. then it provides the the notes of mm -hmm. cherry apple and prune yeah so i wonder if like the like you know how they say like the like you kind of prepare your mind yeah. to what to expect. It's kind of yeah. an influence, mm -hmm. influential word yeah. to like kind of prepare yourself. But mm -hmm. other ones, other companies or roasters or whatever would just say it is what it is. I also uh, like it when roasters put, and there's a roaster that I've been, I've had a few times lately that they put, we taste. Yeah. And then they, they list the yeah. Oh, yeah, And I really cool. like that too, because it says, well, this is what we get. And you might get some of the same things. You might get something totally different. Cause yeah. it's, and like we've said many times, like the tasting notes on a bag of coffee, they're not objective. They are subjective. So it is, it's all about your experience and, and what you, what you get. Yeah. So mm -hmm. yeah. Cool. The bag's um, really cool too. I do. I like their, I like that. And that's just an eight ounce bag. They do six or a 12 ounce bags and they do two pound bags as mm -hmm. well. But I wanted to get some a little bit smaller. Well, so. thanks for bringing this precious precious cargo from Kentucky. Yeah, you're so welcome. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, Chris, um, thank you for for being here with yeah. us today and sacrificing some time on yeah. uh, on your day off. Yeah, yeah, of um, <laughs> but we we were gonna originally get together at seven a.m. and I felt so bad, so I'm glad we got to push it back just a little bit. Yeah, worked but, out. But you know, for for our our people listening, um, I guess just maybe <clears throat> tell us a little bit about who you are, what do you do, where are you from, things like that. Well, my name is uh, Christopher Gorris. I'm a Libra. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Libra. Now, uh, um, born and raised in St. Louis. I grew up in Eureka. Um, was uh, into swimming and diving um, pretty much all through high school. And then uh, that took me to Lindenwood up in St. Mm-hmm. Charles. Um, got a scholarship. After my first season, I hurt my knee on a trampoline uh, at work. I was a, a gym coach for gymnastics. And <clears throat> I was kind of bumming around for a while. You know, I didn't have much to do. Um, and then uh, this dude that I went to high school with, Stefan, um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it came up and talked to me um, one day in the cafeteria. I guess uh, he was going to this. Uh, it was called a Wii bowling tournament back when Wii sports was like a, a new game <laughs> yeah. way back, like you know, lifetimes ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, he invited me to it, and I was like, "That sounds super lame," um, but I got nothing else to do, so I'll go. I had the time of my life and met a lot of really cool people, and uh, that kind of brought me here to you guys too, and so. It's kind of the direction my life took, you know, and yeah. really grateful for it. Honestly, I really yeah. feel like it wasn't my doing. Yeah. You know, where do you feel like, cause I know, I mean, I know, you know, some of your upbringing, I know there, there mm-hmm. were some difficult mm-hmm. things there, but, um, yeah. where do you feel like your life, like, where do you feel like you were headed? So just since you bring that up, you know, that's kind of, this is the direction that my life has taken since <laughs> I met yeah. this one person. Like, where do you think it was going? It's funny because, um, I didn't know what I was doing with my life at the time. So um, I grew up with uh, a mom and dad that fought a lot. Um, They got divorced when I was nine. So I didn't have much of a father figure growing up. Even whenever they were married, he worked nights, so I didn't get to see him that much. Um, He got home at like maybe nine, 10 o'clock at night. Um, And then uh, they got divorced. My mom remarried. they got divorced, you know, it's kind of, which is a pretty common thing in my family, um, you know, and so uh, I never had much guidance, I feel like. Um, I got into kind of partying, kind of the the drinking scene, right? Like, it was honestly, though, just a show to try to feel accepted by people. I was mm-hmm. very insecure, very um, deep down, just wanted to be loved by people, but to be seen. Um, for those of you who have never met me, I'm five foot six and I had a severe case of little man syndrome. <laughs> um, so, so do I. Yeah. Sometimes still do. It, it creeps up on me sometimes, but, uh, so yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, before I really met people that actually genuinely wanted, you know, good things for me and wanted to, wanted me to, to know what God's plans were for me. I feel like I just wanted to be known. I feel like mm-hmm. I just, you know, I had that deep down desire for yeah. uh, acceptance and, uh, that was kind of the direction my life was. I remember uh, I turned 21. It's kind of a funny story, actually. So, uh, I, was, I mean, I was maybe like 18, 19 when I, you know, started partying, drinking, and whatnot. Um, wow, party foul, Ryan. Drop my uh, water. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, um, and so I, you know, fast forward, I turned 21. I had this huge party. Um, get super, you know, uh, inebriated. And uh, sauce, then sauce, right? Yeah. yeah, that's the new word. Yeah, that's the new word, I guess. So the next day, I remember praying and being like, I don't think this is what I want for my life. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I felt a super sick feeling. I just didn't feel like I had much value. Um, and I honestly prayed that to God that he would tell me to find something different. And it was, I think, maybe like a week or two later that Stefan talked to me and it kind of started inviting me to like cross chat and mm. like the different things that um, we were named, known as ACB at the time, the campus ministry was that they, the different things that they were doing, you know, yeah. and um, it was just really cool timing because uh, I was in a place where I was vulnerable and needed, needed something. Um, I think I, you know, I was naturally a very prideful person. So I think if there was any time that I was going to be introduced to God, that was the right time. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah. One thing that, is kind of going through my head and and I, I've, I've heard you talk on this a lot Matt with the divorce part because so as a teacher something I've really been noticing a lot lately is I mean we're seeing the rate of divorce just go up mm-hmm. and especially this year especially this year and I'm seeing like recently I've just I've been kind of faced with this because I'd been out of the classroom for two years and then now being a full-time teacher, like I'm seeing just right up front in my face just some of the, most of these kids that are coming from divorced uh, households and or just totally absent parents, you know, mm-hmm. no yeah. father figure, no mother yeah. figure. Like I'm seeing desperate attempts to be like to be loved, yeah. seeking attention in such unhealthy ways. Oh, yeah. And... um. And especially, I think because I'm a male teacher, like I'm seeing this, like, I think, I don't know, I think some of, you know, some of the students I've come into contact with, like, they're like, I I know the stories of so many of them, and they don't have fathers. Yeah. And I I don't know, I'm wondering, like, for you, because I, you know, you said you were seeking something, you wanted to feel loved and that recognition, like, do you, do you remember that feeling, those feelings of emptiness, and I need that recognition, like, in elementary school or middle school or whatever? Absolutely. I do, actually, yeah. I remember yeah. always feeling that there was something else out there. And, you know, you don't know as a kid, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's just part of your life, I guess, at that time, mm-hmm. you know, or it's just a feeling that you have. But I do remember there were, like, certain times where I would just feel more alone or more, um, I don't know, just like something was missing. You know, there was a hole there that, that needed to be filled. Um, I, I mean, honestly, I do think I do think that that's something God gives us. I think, mm-hmm. you know, there is, you know, a hole in our hearts that only God can fill. And, and I think that was C.S. Lewis that said that. Do y'all know? I don't remember. I think. I think it was maybe him. Oh, cool. But you're, yeah. But yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, was quoting, <laughs> quoting the greats. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. We'll go with that. Sure. So, um, but anyway, yeah, no, I, I do remember that feeling and feeling that um, at a young age, too. Yeah. yeah. There's this uh, YouTuber that I recently discovered, and I can't remember his name. But uh, it's a it's a dad, and he what he does is he records YouTube videos on things that he would teach his kids for kids who don't have dads. Oh, I've and, seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's cool. kind of cool. It's it's really cool. And but like the sad thing for me when I look back is that that's like he actually has like a, a good following, which is like sad. It tells in way. you something. Like because oh, it, yeah. there's like yeah. a big need for it. Yeah. Like at what point do you did you recognize or realize or maybe even started to feel that, you know, I do need like a kind of like a, a father figure to show me some of this mm-hmm. stuff because, because yeah. I, I would imagine that, you know, you said you did have a dad who, but he was always working late and then like, um, then like a stepdad and, and so on and so forth. But like, when did you feel like you needed to learn like some things on how to become a man? I feel like I learned a lot of that type of stuff. Um, honestly, through the campus ministry, I, I think there was, um, 
an unawareness of the qualities that I lacked um, mm-hmm. for a long time. I thought I was good as gold, you know? I mean, yeah. who wouldn't want to, you know, be around me? And then when people didn't want to be around me, it was, I don't want to be around me, you know? But, yeah. But I didn't see anything wrong with <clears throat> the way I was living my life until um, I saw men that I could look up to and be like, wow, like, that's something I just haven't really experienced. What separates them mm-hmm. from other men or what separates them from people who I thought were really strong men growing up, maybe, or that I looked up to growing up, maybe, you know, and what are some of the qualities or, or characteristics um, that maybe I should try to learn, you know, or, or look to, um, you know, what makes them mature, what makes them wise, what makes them um, people uh, that other people can feel comfortable around or, or yeah. nurturing, you know, and yeah. Um, I think, and I, and even, even that, honestly, I, it didn't really even occur to me. I was so blind to it. It didn't even occur to me really, you know, to, to notice those things. Maybe even a year, year and a half into my, my walk with Christ that, um, there was so much more out there that I didn't, I wasn't, you know, trying to obtain or trying to become, you know, on my own. And so, but once I started seeing it, it was, it was definitely something that I, I craved. Yeah. Yeah. Tell, tell me a little bit about your relationship with your dad as you got older and kind of what that turned into? Um, So I think, well, growing up, um, like I said, I remember a lot of my mom and dad fighting. Um, My dad was definitely a partier. He was always like the the fun haver, um, which I definitely got that from him. I love having fun (laughs) and and then goofing off, you know, whenever I get a chance to. Um, But they're very different people. My mom's a very hard worker. Um, she was always the one taking care of like you know, the bills and whatnot. So I, I would, I would watch my dad, you know, sleep in super late on Saturday mornings. Um, you know, when it was, uh, when my mom had to work on a Saturday, um, you know, or, uh, just different things that I would see. And it was a lot of qualities that I picked up at a young age that were very easy to have, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, laziness or just kind of taking care of myself. And so I, I think that in, as a kid, you don't know, like, you know, those aren't good, good godly qualities or good fatherly qualities, right? Like, so you learn those, you don't think anything's wrong with them. Um, but, you know, me and my dad's relationship was, you know, like a, a silly, you know, fun relationship. I mean, he'd take us out every now and then do stuff with us, you know, me and my brothers. And, um, you know, we knew he loved us. He wasn't as involved, in all honesty, looking back, you know, with hindsight as maybe a father is supposed to be. Um, so after the divorce, I feel like that's when uh, our relationship started to dwindle. Um, he, his laziness kicked in a lot in terms of um, like different responsibilities he had. Cause you know, I mean, when you, through divorce, a lot, a lot of things change, you know? Mm-hmm. And so times maybe where he's supposed to pick us up or babysit <laughs> us or, um, you know, and it's not like it was all the time or anything, but the times where it did happen, it, stu- it stuck out or it, yeah. st- it stood out. And yeah. so um, y- there was a lot of when I started getting into like, you know, middle school, high school, I'd, I would have a big problem with, <clears throat> sorry, with, uh, with a lot of that. And um, I probably let it affect me too much. You know, I didn't have any grace, you know, and yeah, um, <clears throat> didn't have the understanding that. He's a human being, and right? Right. He didn't know what he's doing, yeah. you know. I mean, and and looking back, I'm glad I have that insight now. But yeah, um, it did grow into a lot of resentment, and um, and then you know, like I would ask questions too about him to my mom sometimes, and 
Um, I learned, you know, he had a history of drugs and, um, and even, even with selling and, um, that, you know, affected me and my, my, my outlook on him. And, mm-hmm. and so honestly, I think it just kind of kept getting worse for a long time. My outlook on him. And then it got to the point where I didn't really want to be around him or see him. And, and there'd be times where, you know, I had the choice to go over for his weekend and I'd be like, no, I don't want to, you know, or I don't want to go spend time with him. You know, I don't think he deserves my time. Right. Like it's kind of the, the mindset of a child, I suppose. But that was kind of the mindset I had. Yeah. You know, and, um, I wish it would have been different, you know, of course. Um, I mean, I, I grew up with, you know, two parents that at the time didn't really know what the model that Christ had set was, you know, in terms of, of family or, or parents. And so there was a lot of brokenness and there was a lot of confusion. And um, uh, I, I don't know if, you know, you plan on asking me this, you know, already or not, but I'll go into it. But uh, when I first started coming to the crossings, uh, church, you know, they had a class available called healing is a choice. And I thought, mm-hmm. man, that might be a good opportunity for me to, <clears throat> you know, get over some of this stuff with my dad and start new and, um, choose a path of forgiveness. And you know, that was the whole plan. And, um, I had like a plan, a planned out, you know, and, <clears throat> um, uh, I was going to take the class. I was going to then after the class, like try to meet with him and, and talk about a lot of this stuff. And, a lot of my insights and a lot of my emotions about us and uh, try to kind of start new and um, whatnot. And uh, week seven hit. It's the forgiveness week, uh, I believe, was the was the chapter we were going over. And uh, I had gotten news that he had he had suddenly passed away. And so mm-hmm. I never really I never got that, uh, yeah. that chance. And, you know, for for those of you listening, you know, like if you do have daddy issues, like try to solve them when you can try to like, you know, I don't know. Just, just, just do work, you know, and, and yeah. try to get in there and do what you can, because you never know. And I, and I, I knew that you were, you know, going to touch on that. Obviously, I am, you know, pretty good friends with with your brother, mm-hmm. um, with one of your brothers, and yeah. I know that, you know, um, what was your dad's name again? Uh, Jerry. Jerry. Yeah. I know that him losing, you know, Jerry, your dad, yeah. was was really really hard. And the the, like one of the last conversations we had recently was was about that, and I knew that it was very hard for you too. And I think I I do think that's great advice, and I think it really says something too that, um, you know, even though a couple of things like what you said earlier about you know your dad was a human, right? Yes, obviously he's he's, we're all flawed, right? Yeah, we're flawed, and 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 man, it's like you you know you. I think as kids, like having grace with our parents is that's that's a very important kind of milestone because you realize that a lot of the times they're just doing the best that they can, and it's what yeah. that they grew up with most likely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so even though you don't approve of it, you know that's that they're just doing what they can, and it's not necessarily excusing any actions. It's just yeah, it's no, that grace sure. piece too. But even, but it is cool to see the the change of heart that you had once you began learning about the forgiveness and about the grace, like how you wanted to reconcile that. But I do think that that is, and part of the reason why we love to have, you know, the people that we have on, like, I mean, everyone has a a story, but one of the, one of the best things I think our, our guests can do is just to give that advice to listeners. And I think that's a great piece of advice that, you know, life is short and we're not always going to have our parents. And so we've got to make that restitution when we can. I was going to say like that, that piece of advice, if anything, if it doesn't 
resonate with the listeners. It definitely resonates with me. Like, I mean, I've I've said it on the on the podcast. I've said it in a lot of the relationships I have. But you know, my biggest story is my relationship with my dad, or yeah, yeah. or the the quality of relationship I have with my dad. And fortunately for me, you know, he he's still around. He's he's alive, and you know, and he's he's there. But one of the things that I struggled with growing up was that. Like like yours, like he was working really late or mm-hmm, and yeah. sometimes leaving early, but then, you know, the the lack of emotional support. So he was there physically, he was there financially, you know, but I didn't get it really emotionally or, or spiritually. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, long story short, that led to the quality of relationship that we have now that we're kind of working through and yeah. there's a lot of grace yeah. that needs to be mm-hmm. needed. There's a lot of forgiveness that needs to be needed as well, but it's it comes from like a cycle of his relationship with his dad. Right. right. And I mean, I actually, oh, yeah. I, long line of cycles. Yeah. I spent, I actually Habit. spent a good month, like, like researching it, asking questions and it does go down a, a very long line. And mm-hmm. fortunately for me, like I'm, I'm glad that I, I have the opportunity to break that cycle with, with my first son with, yep. with Hudson. Right. And, and, you know, not, and stop it there. But you know, the, the relationship that I have with my dad now is like, like, it's it's a working relationship. Like we're like, you know, we're still working on some things, but I have to be reminded every day or even after every time he calls me, like I actually for a while in my phone I changed his name to to be godly. Yeah. Because it was a mm-hmm. reminder for myself yeah. to like yeah. be when have grace. Phone, like, yeah, yeah, like keep that in mind, yeah. Right. So every time he calls me, it's like a reminder of like, hey, you you have um like a responsibility yeah. to the kingdom to to show grace show forgiveness mm-hmm. like that. and, and cool. do it. Yeah. And again, it's not where I want it to be, but there's definitely steps closer to it. Yeah. But if anything, you know, that, that advice that you get that you gave resonates with me because that's yeah. something that I have to do every single day. Well, I think it's, it's crazy too, because everybody has their own biases and their own experiences, you know, and I'm sure there are listeners out there listening to this that are saying like, Oh, well, you know, you don't know my dad you know, mm-hmm. or you don't know, you know yeah. my family. Right. I mean, it's true. Like, you know, I don't, but I know that your dad is more than likely a human being. Like, yeah, right. You know, I'm like 99.9% sure. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, you know, some people go through more trauma or more experiences in life that can, I mean, kind of jack them up, you know, in a way and hurt yeah. people, hurt people. I mean, you just got to understand, like, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's what they've become through their experiences. And yeah, I think, it, I think, you know, if we're calling ourselves Christians, it's our job to see that first. Right. And then to try to help. And, and strategize a way that's going to help, you know, um, sometimes it's space, sometimes it's, it's, it's getting closer. I mean, yeah. sometimes it's, you know, approaching something in a different light or a different way than you normally would mm-hmm. or ignoring what you want to do in the moment. Yeah. But it's just different for everybody. Something too that I, you know, thinking about that, if you've got, and we've had friends on this, on this podcast that, um, have had to set boundaries yeah. with their parents because oh, it yes. just doesn't ha- it just doesn't work. It's just not healthy. And I know one thing that, you know, um, whenever, like if you're wanting like your family so badly, like a mom or a dad or a brother or sister or whatever to like find Christ and to, to like know the goodness that's there, like sometimes you just, it, it's just so different in a family dynamic. Like sometimes yeah. it just doesn't yeah. work. Like, and I know that I, you know, I've heard people say that they're like, I know that if my mom, dad, brother, sister, whatever, is going to really experience the life that I found, it's not going to be me. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just, they're just like, I've, I mean, God can do anything he wants, but they're like, I found myself praying. I'm like, God, I, I just don't think it's going to be me that's going yeah. to be the person that does it. 
will you please send someone else? Yeah. And sometimes it, the what fact it that is, it yeah. doesn't come from you, and I don't know what that is, but um, sometimes the fact that it doesn't come from you just makes all the difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah it's like when you're. It's like whenever you constantly tell your spouse, you know, some sort of advice. Yeah. They hear it one time from a friend of theirs, and they're like, "Oh, I never thought of this." And you're like, <laughs> oh, are you, excuse are you me. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> yeah. I say it every Sunday. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh boy, I just had that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real one. That's a real one. Yeah. No, I feel that. That's hilarious. Um, Ryan, not to like put you on the spot, but I I really do like love being around like you and your family and and you and your dad because <laughs> mm-hmm. like your dad's pretty hilarious. Uh, yeah. You kind of just have to know him to. To experience he's, that. He's, our, he's a pretty faithful supporter for our podcast. Oh, yes, he is. he is. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah, yeah, the last time I was over at your house, didn't he? What did he ask? He was like, You got he's he'll, he'll go, You guys having another conversation today? <laughs> I know exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> well, it's funny because he uh that's what he does on his way to work. He works in yeah. Illinois and we live in Missouri, so he drives about an hour every day. Yeah. So he puts in his headphones. We got them for Christmas. Oh, and he that's just awesome. Listens nice. to podcasts. Well, he was listening to ours like every day. Yeah. But, you know, we've kind of went on a little hiatus. And so this morning he goes, You guys going to release this one? Or <laughs> <laughs> He's like so, like, his yeah. humor is so dry. And, yeah. But he, yeah, shout out to Gene uh, Ruggers. He's an awesome, awesome guy. But I, I like, you know, I love, there's something like when you're around like a dynamic where there's a father and a son and there's, there's, there's like peace there. There's, there's a relationship there. Of course it can tend to remind you of maybe the things you didn't have, but it's mm-hmm. also fulfilling too, because if you're not a father, you can see, oh, this is, this is what I want. Or if you are one, you can be challenged to have that or just to be able to see that joy in other people's life. But like to see the relationship that Gene has with, with you and your brother, mm-hmm. Nick, like that's, it's just a lot of fun. Like you guys just have fun. You, you yeah. joke around, you know, Gene's there and, and Gene's had a lot of growth in his walk too, mm-hmm. which has only made his, his role as a father, yep. you know, that much stronger. So I don't right. know. It's always and, a fun and to time speak on that like, household. Like my dad is a great dad and like, I respect him a lot and I think he has a lot of good qualities and you know, <clears throat> But there was a period of time where he did, like, struggle when it came to, like, leading us in our faith, you mm-hmm. know? And, like, um, since then, like, obviously our whole family has had a lot of changes, and I think we're all doing really well, you know, in our faith. But something that I've seen, like, me and my brother do is is use that as an excuse. Right. And I think, you know, as we're talking about father figures and dads, like, if you do have father issues to whatever extent like when you use somebody else's actions to justify your actions like you you got to get past that and understand that like you make your own decisions too and even if you have hurts like Mm -hmm. you can still make other decisions and you don't have to be stuck where you are that's a great that's a great point very true absolutely humility and in that which is something that i had to learn too is that you know when you have these father issues it's it's not always one-sided, you know, it's yeah. like you're a contributor to it too, whether mm-hmm. it's like your, your reaction towards the craziness or, or whatever, and having the humility to, to know that you, you're responsible for some of that mm-hmm. is a major stepping stone yeah. to the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. I think also like whenever you do make changes or whenever you're like, man, like this is so true. Like I need to maybe act differently or I need to do this differently, you know? And then, you know, your father or whoever it is that you're talking with has the same response. That can be even more frustrating yeah. to be yeah. like, but I tried this. I did this, you know, so yeah. this should be different. It just sometimes takes patience too. Right. Yeah. 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 
definitely. So, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up because I want to, but <laughs> I feel you know it's a special place for me. So, you know, Chris, you're a very important part of my life and oh, my you. walk with Christ because um, I met you the day that I moved into Lindenwood. So it was it was August twenty first, two thousand thirteen. Made the six hour drive out, and you know my family, (laughs) my mom and my dad came. They helped me move in, and um, and that night there was this bonfire on campus, uh, the freshman bonfire, which is where they just give, um, you know, freshmen a chance to like meet, you know, upperclassmen and just just make them feel welcome. And it is it's a great event. but I went with, I think, my roommate, but I think I lost him, like, right away. <laughs> and uh, I did know my roommate at the time, so that was, like, a, a little, like, point of comfort. But um, I met you, and we just, I mean, we became really good friends. I was kind of, like, sitting by myself, I think. I mean, I'm, like, naturally introverted, so in a yeah. crowd, it's, I'm kind of going to be having conversations over to the side. But I think I was maybe sitting by myself. I'm also a people watcher, so I like to watch other people. Oh, yeah, um, no, it's fun. It's but, but you came fun. up, and... and I don't know. We just we just became really good friends, and mm-hmm. and there was another guy too, uh, Jake Sitton, who yep. is the campus minister over at uh, one of our church plants in Collinsville. Yeah, he's pretty cool. But but both of you guys, I mean, just pretty cool. Just, just pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty, <laughs> pretty cool guy. Um, both of you guys, like, really just you just cared about me. But that man, when I think back, like those were some good times. Yeah, I know. I remember one. There was one night in particular where it was a it was a late night and. You just were like get in my car. We're gonna go for a drive, <laughs> and um, you do you still have? No, you don't have the red. I don't have anymore. the anymore. I got okay. this, this year. I got new car. Is okay. that the white car that's yours? Yeah, yeah, dude, that's nice. No, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, those yeah, are like not that. new rims. He plasti did it. Thirty-five dollars special, man. Yeah, they look pretty good. But you were like, just get my car. We're gonna go for a drive. So yeah. um, I was like, okay. Yeah. So we just like went and like. I want the first thing that I was like, man, Chris is such a fast driver. <laughs> <laughs> You're the slow driver. Man. I am. Dude. We are very. Oh listen, this is not hate on Landon's driving. Time, okay. Um, That's no, another I, reason why he's grandpa. Yeah, you know, no, for sure. Yeah, or dad. The, sweat, the sweaters and his driving. Yes, <laughs> flannels, sweaters, and 55 mile per hour driving. Five hundred um, speed limit. Five yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was like, man, Chris is such a fast driver. So I was kind of like, hold, you know, I was like holding on to the side to the, but, but that was like something that, um, like those were just things that we would do. We would just, yeah. we just hang out and, but, but you, um, you know, you sat down, uh, and, and like opened up the Bible with me and, mm-hmm. and we, we talked through it cause I, I wasn't, I wasn't familiar with it. I didn't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. So those are, those are just like some of the best memories that, that I have and, you know, still hold those very yeah. dear to my heart. It's funny, actually, because when I was getting kind of like introduced to the church and to God's word and whatnot, those are some of the things Stefan did with me. Mm-hmm. And so like, let's go for a drive or let's, you know, just do random stuff, but do it together. Like, right. And those are great memories. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I do think it's important that as followers of Christ, we, we mimic those things. Yeah. Um, and when you do, I mean, it's fun. I mean, yeah. there's benefit to it. Like, yeah. we had these great memories we can look back on where mm-hmm. you you know, holding on to this seat for dear life while I'm driving and yeah, wondering right. if we're ever going to get to our destination whenever you're driving, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, like, we would, we did these, like, prayer walks around campus and, mm-hmm. um, you know, on, on Monday nights, the good old Monday night prayer walks, and yep. we would just walk around and um, you and Jake and myself, like, we would just walk around and talk and pray. And yep. it, was really, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. To kind of switch just a little bit. Um, so in the last 
Let's see, what what year did you were you, were you baptized? Uh, 2010. Okay, so it's been 10 years, been 10 almost years. 11. Yeah. Um, well, pretty much we can say 11 years. So sure. you've seen a lot of you, you've you've seen a lot of change. You've been through yeah. a lot of change, and and yeah. we don't have all the time in the world. We're you know we're kind of coming to more of the end, but just I don't know what like it's it's hard to to kind of summarize it or put it into like a nutshell. But I don't know like how have you seen your faith grow and change, and like how have you been tested? Um, in your faith and and maybe just because like one thing we were talking about recently was just doubts and I don't yeah, know like yeah. what's that been like for you well you're right we don't have enough time uh, <laughs> there's, there's been a lot season three yeah, yeah season three <laughs> season three um there I feel like there has been a lot of times um that have tested my faith and it's funny because I look back sometimes and I'm like man my life since Christ has gotten so much harder um but it's very much worth it so I think the first big thing was 2011, my father dying. Uh, mm-hmm. Very hard. Um, it was kind of crazy because when that happened, um, we had the funeral and like the entire campus ministry showed up. I mean, not all at once, but like throughout the night. And my family was like, what the heck is going on? Like, how did Chris make all these friends in the span of like a year? Mm-hmm. Um, and that showed them something different. And they ended up coming to know Christ through uh, through that. Um and so that was like a byproduct or something that God was able to use that was a hurt for me. Um, and that helped build my faith. And then, you know, I think a lot about uh, when I first joined, um, I was very girl crazy. I wanted a girlfriend, you know, and um, very obsessive about trying to do that on my own, you know, and make that happen. And it just never did. And I remember, <coughs> man, sorry. You're good. <laughs> Still the morning. Um <laughs> I remember going through um, a lot of prayers and being like, you know, God, like, pretty sure there's something you want from me. Like, so what's going on? And not really understanding. And eventually being like, you know what? I'm just going to be done with it. If you want it to happen, God, make it happen. It's up to you. But I'm done with it. And like literally a week later, you know, my now wife, Courtney, asked me on a date at that time. Like, <laughs> um, and it was just super weird. I was like, okay. <laughs> like, and so I feel like that was a really cool time. Um to kind of look and be like almost a testing of, of faith. Um, and then, you know, like we've been married for uh, seven and a half years now. Um, wow. and it's, it's been great. Like I would not, you know, live with anybody else, you know, a hundred times over. Like she's, I really do think that she was, um, the one that God wanted for me and, and, and vice versa for her. I really think we compliment each other, compliment each other well. Um, with strengths and weaknesses and, and past experiences. And, um, and we really learned how to, how to kind of really coexist well and keep each other's eternities in mind. But one of the hardest things for us is our infertility. Mm-hmm. And, sorry. That's okay. Uh, I feel like at first it was very different for us because, and it's kind of weird saying this coming from a past with so much divorce in my family, but as a kid, even, I remember all I wanted was a family, um, like of my own. And just, uh, just going through infertility has been such a test of faith. Um, very difficult. Um, and Courtney, Courtney grew up different. Like, she was very rebellious growing up. Um, sometimes still is. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but, um, you know, she kind of was, 
uh, had different mindset growing up than I did and, and, you know, didn't think too much about that kind of stuff, I guess. But, but her mindset has changed throughout time and it's been just as, as hard for her as for me. Um, you know, I think that our experiences with it at first were very different, but kind of combined into a very similar experience. And, um, I think, we, you know, it's done that because, you know, we're, we're together through it all. Um, but that's been one of the biggest things that's been a test of faith. And then even right now, I can't talk about it too much or anything, but I'm going through some stuff that is honestly probably the hardest stuff that I've ever had to go through. And it's a very long process. Um, and man, like, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, I, we just met up, um, you know, the other day and I talked about it in, in a lot of detail, honestly, but, um, talked a lot about kind of my prayers lately and how they've looked and, and there were a few days there where I was just really mad at God, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, you said you weren't even sure if there was a God. Yeah. I, I told him, like, I was like, I don't even think you exist right now. It feels like you're not here. Mm -hmm. It's been hard, you know? And it's, it's weird because, um, me and my buddy, uh, Nick, um, we're studying with this guy, studying the Bible with, with this guy, Peyton. And I love Peyton, man. He's, he's such a seeker, uh, of the word. And, um, he's such a genuine guy too. And it's, it's really cool to, it's, it's been really cool to be able to, to look at the word with him, you know, and, and, and watch him kind of grow throughout the experience of, of looking at it. But, um, you know, we're going through this study on baptism and, you know, one of the biggest things in that study is you have to make sure that person is aware of what they're looking to commit to. And that this is a lifelong commitment. This isn't just like something you do, you know, and, and then and then a year or two down the road, you can be like, you know, well, I tried it or, you know, that's not that's not what you're what you're being called to. You know, this, this is this is in all honesty, the most important decision you'll ever make. You, know, you can mm -hmm. look at raising your kids. You can look at your marriage like, yeah, but your eternity. And, and, and I mean, yes, you know, the eternity of your family. When I mean, these are all things that are determined by that decision you make to get baptized and to commit your life to Christ. And so it was extremely challenging that night. I remember it was, it was actually, I think last Sunday, um, to go over a lot of that and then to remember what I had committed myself to 10 yeah. years ago, you know, yeah. or I guess we're rounding up 11 years ago. Right. Um, and so I, you know, I, I went for a drive that night and, and prayed and, and told God, like, I might not be able to see you right now, mm -hmm. but I'm going to try my best to be a man of my word um, and I'm going to stay committed to you. You will continue to be my Lord um, and my master and I will do your work. Um, I do ask that, you know, um, you help help me through the situation and whatnot. And I can't always see, like, of course, almost never can really how, yeah. how he's working. But, right. but just, it was, it was really good and it was really needed um, to kind of, to do because um, mm -hmm. it's just been gosh such a, a struggle of the mind lately and yeah um, I, very challenging so i think the it's i think the timing of of this podcast is kind of um funny for, not funny but like it's kind of cool for me because we also just concluded um a sermon series that we we did as a church that you guys did yeah. too yeah we did <laughs> I, I still believe right yeah that thing and, kicked my butt <laughs> and it's a, it's a different story with with Jeremy Camp's like life and and his wife and yeah, now his yeah. now wife, but the 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 idea is still the same, of like the I still believe that God's gonna work through this and 
I, I mean, I'm going to, like, <laughs> I was a little offended when you say Courtney was, was your, your best roommate because I was your roommate, too. So, <laughs> you know, I want to know where I stand. Me, but me and Courtney can do things that we didn't do, and I'm glad we didn't do, so. <laughs> we, can, we can talk about that later, but, like, <laughs> I look. I'm not going to talk to you about that later. <laughs> <laughs> I, I look back at, like, just being your roommate, and I can, I can see how much you did fight for God in a lot of things that, at the time where we thought were were crazy like mm-hmm. big things but really what what it was doing was kind of was it was preparing you for for something else you know and yeah. i can see how faithful you were in that and i don't i don't have a doubt that you will remain faithful in all of this but it it's crazy cuz like i kind of heard some of it but i never heard it from you and yeah like i man I, i'll be continuing to pray for for you and like i know about your the story of like infertility and like some of the things that almost happened but didn't happen it's, yeah. it's been up yeah. and down but i just I, I don't really have a question but it's more so like i i do admire you guys's faithfulness and i admire you guys fighting through it and like even being able to talk about it like that's that's a a, a big step in my opinion because yeah. uh a lot of times like it's easy to internalize that that th- that stuff and mm-hmm. kind of have it like between me and god yeah but when you when you talk about it it's kind of like you you help mm-hmm. you help you have you yeah. allow people to help carry that burden with you and it it helps yeah you know and i just i'm like i mean for for what you're going through and have gone through i'm just like thank goodness for the honesty and the the realness of scripture because you know you get so many so many good glimpses of failure and of a struggle to believe and just brokenness and you know I, I was just while you were talking, I was just thinking about Mark nine, um, the 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 man that has a boy with a, an impure spirit, yeah. Um, and so he asked Jesus, you know, if you can heal my son, and Jesus is like, if you can, you know, yeah. It, it, it Jesus was sensing this this unbelief or this this questioning of that, and uh, I remember I was reading a book and I can't remember what book it was, but this author's favorite line of scripture was Mark 9, 24. Immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief. And it just kind of gave him permission that we can pray prayers of like, I'm really struggling to believe, can you help me? And, you know, there's that verse in Hebrews 11 where it talks about, you know, if you you are going to pray to God, like, you, you know, you must believe that he exists, you need to believe that this is who he is, and that he rewards those who seek him, but I also think that there's God really does value those honest prayers of, you know, I'm I'm like like your prayer, you know, yeah. I'm not sure, I can't really see you right now, but I am still going to do, I'm still going to do what I committed to doing. Will you just help me? Yeah, believe right now, and and I just really love that love that little story there. But there's so much good stuff in the Bible just about you know. You know, you think about David's brokenness and just his struggle to believe, and yeah. um, and just when people screw up, you know, and so and just and just go through hard times in general. I'm like, that's why I love the Bible, and I think it's I think it is set apart and different from any other text. It just doesn't try to paint any of the characters in like a good light all the time. You mm-hmm. know, yeah, just it's not what it does. Well, very, very open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and, and so I think it's very well suited for us when we go through difficulty, and then. That part in Second Corinthians where Paul says that God is the God of all comfort. Why does he have to say that? Because he's speaking to a group of people that are not comforted right now, and they need comfort. Mm-hmm. And 
I don't know. We just we need that yep. mm-hmm. um, as as people. So yeah, but, I think <clears throat> like you kind of came to that conclusion while you were studying the Bible with somebody. Yeah, and yeah. you know, like <clears throat> especially right now in 2020, you know, like even myself, I've just come to the conclusion of I guess the reality that like we're people. Like, our life is very fickle, and, like, life is also very unexpected, and, like, just coming to a lot of realizations that, like, there's a lot of evil in the world, too, and, like, you know, I've kind of, like, disconnected myself from that for the beginning of my early years, and, you know, just really coming to grips with that, and, like, but also understanding that God is, like, good, and he's still here. And I think, like, some of the most encouraging things is, like, studying the Bible with somebody, you know. And, like, it just really boosts, um, I guess, morale and, like, helps you in your faith when, like, you see somebody else, like, seeking God and, like, Mm -hmm. starting to understand the goodness of God. And, like, it helps you, like, come back to that and, like, remember how good God is. Yeah. Yeah, it brings me back to the beginning when, like, I was first learning about this stuff. Right. And didn't know and had such a different picture of of who God was. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. No idea at all. We're very lucky he is who he is. Uh, yeah. he, he is who he claims to be. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah. Well, this has been a blast. Once again, thank you so much for for, for being here and just being honest and, and real. Yeah. And uh, you know, just just laying it all out there. Um, it's out there. Yeah, it's out there. <laughs> but once, she recorded. <laughs> once, once again, as Christians, like that's that's what we're called to do. Yeah. You know, we need to comfort people, and we need to be we need to be honest. And Sundays or any other day of the week is not it's not the day to paint a good picture. Like let's just paint a real picture. Yeah, this yeah, is what's actually agree. going on yeah. in our life. And if we need help, let's let's ask for it. You know. Yeah. So. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you guys. Um, on behalf of myself and the bring narrative team this is us uh, signing off so have an excellent day see ya see ya, see ya. See ya.